Welcome to the Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today. So tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week is the July gold hoarder episode we are going to be sitting down to talk with some of the patrons for the keel hauled podcast they are the ones that are jumping in to share their thoughts their feelings on season 10's delay as well as the first tall tale for monkey island i have with me cora here she's sitting next to the microphone and she will probably be purring into it at some point but i can't close my door because i just love these little babies too much so we are going to get into all of that and more on this week's episode of keel hauled podcast but before i get into any of that i have to thank the patrons because they're the ones that went over to patreon.com forward slash killhog podcast to support this content so thank you to people's republic l cute balls bam bam bagel captain chonky chateau noof super pack zombie killer cloud cosmic johnson static mirror da gaming davram tv el jefe esteban fergatron godhammer six trickster jabaro five jorby jorbs carl embo Kazia the Aficionado, Nightstar, Lumpy SRQ, Evil Morpheus, Space Admiral Ors, Xbox Mike 29, Murphy Lives, Mutinous Max, Norwegian, Raja the Brave, Registella the Brony Pirate, Replicated Flame, Rust Belt Kid, Skamelt 666, Captain Dasm, Tommy D, TN Professor, Real Big Tuna, Big Bad Pad, Mina Flurry, Captain J Rat of the Flaming Cold Sore, The Lore Chronologist Dead Eye Dre, Heger Owl, Jeff H, Ghost Boy 20, Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Ruski Doo, Thor Von Blitz, Windsor Chris, Luke Lore the Insipid Ghost, and Zam Wow. Thank you all so much for your support. It was great to talk to many of you this episode. And as always, if you are of the appropriate tier, you can join in for these episodes. Otherwise, you can always send in your emails and stuff like that. Uh, and apologies for the long outro that I did earlier this evening. Yeah. Sure. All right. So, yeah, let's... Let's get into uh, we'll, we'll we'll do the bitter before the sweet um, season ten delayed till October uh, season nine kicked up at March tw- March seventeenth twenty twenty three uh, they're projecting October being the uh, the launch of season ten with season 11's content coming in in November that would leave us with about 20 you know 200 plus days in a season that offered us uh chests of fortune uh one adventure and the tall tales for monkey island um there was some conversation before i clicked record that was discussing seasons as far as like the fear of missing out on them with halo uh i know i'm currently grinding through my destiny 2 one um i want to get general impressions off the bat just to kind of get everyone's feelings so Let's kind of work down the list here. We've got a, a fair amount of folks that popped in this week. Um, Hefe, how you doing? Season 10, what do you think? Uh, doing well. Um, honestly, I'm not really that surprised that they delayed Season 10 because uh, the last time they had a big, new, like foundational-style thing coming with captaincy, uh, they kicked that can down the road for months. So it sounds like this is going to be a similar style thing, whatever it is, uh, on this one. So... Uh, 
what I, what I wish would have happened, I wish season nine was not just a bunch of quality of life updates. It actually had some real content. So it just makes it feel like we've gone almost an entire year with no real new content outside of a tall tale. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, we were delayed adventures. We had a very out of the game uh, mystery that really didn't have a whole lot of content in there, even though it was fun to do. It was still kind of an ARG system, and uh, we really haven't had a whole lot since then. Um, Carl, Embo, coming in. How you doing? Welcome. Curious to uh, to hear your thoughts. Um, season ten is it is it grinding on your gears? Do you accept it? Like, how do you feel about it? Um, also, I've done pretty much everything you can in season nine at this point. Um, but I've still got a lot, lot of stuff to catch up on, so I'm keeping myself busy doing. Uh, going towards 100% completion uh, so a lot of grinding by the sounds of it whatever they've got planned is going to be a big change Um, and whatever it is obviously it's causing them issues so whether we're finally going to see something which releases some of that um, I can't remember how they explained it but a few podcasts ago they were saying how they were struggling to add lots of stuff to the game because the amount of memory it uses i'm kind of hoping whatever they're doing it's going to free that type of stuff up to allow the game to be even bigger yeah so i would rather them release something properly than something broken so if we have to wait another three months wait another three months as long as they do something in the middle like to keep us going at least yeah awesome i appreciate the uh the candor on this uh murphy lives joining us welcome um Season 10 being delayed to October, you think you're going to be diving into the to the game much, or you think you're going to uh, dip out for a little bit? What do you feel? Uh, hey there. Thanks for having me. Uh, season 10 delay, yeah. Um, I was just looking at Season 9 release, and it was on the fifth year anniversary. I forgot that was even correlated. Um, looking at the 2020, or looking at a roadmap, we're way off it. Um, but I don't want a broken update that that's for sure and uh similar to i think it was carl um commendation hunting um just getting the getting the weird stuff uh i stopped doing merchants in year one because there was other stuff to do as it was coming out so i have to go back and do some of that obscure stuff so that's what i've been working on Mm. so i can wait i can wait um give me a good update (laughs) though because it'll be it'll be a long time it'll be three quarters of a year at that point so um assuming it comes out in october 19th yeah Alrighty, uh, Regis Stella coming in. Regis, how you doing? Season 10's delayed. What are you doing in the meantime? Uh, hi, I'm doing good. Uh, I'm not surprised, to be honest, because, you know, if season 6 is any indication, yeah, yeah, that's to be expected. But, you know, I I can always just, like, you know, watch the One Piece live action, for instance, to, to wait for season 10. Or just you know do something else. Mm-hmm. You know I I can I can I can wait. As as the guy from me from Nintendo once said, good as a delayed game is a good thing. Well well rush game is a bad thing. Basically is what <laughs> basically that's what he says. You know the guy I'm talking about. The the famous Miyamoto quote quote. Uh, good game yeah. good bad game bad. Uh, good delayed game good rush game bad. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> yeah that's the one. And joining us uh, for the first time, actually, um, but longtime supporter, longtime friend, uh, Space Admiral Ors. Ors, how you doing? And uh, is this is this fair of rare to do? Should they be delaying this? Should they should they uh, just release season 10's cosmetics ahead of time? What do you think? Yeah, that's a good one. That's it. Good point. No, no, no. Um... <laughs> 
pretty much my opinion of Sea of Thieves going for some time now has been the state of the game as it is right now is how it's going to be forever. And anything else they bring out to it is a nice surprise. So that way I minimize my disappointment when things are delayed or come out broken. Or, yeah, that's pretty much how I've, I've taken Sea of Thieves for a couple of years now. Um, it's not that I don't have faith that Rare is still working on the game, that they're not going to bring out some great stuff, but I don't read upcoming notes on seasons. I have pretty much no idea what's coming in season 10. So when it comes, great, I'll enjoy it then. But until they start putting out updates on the days they say they're going to put them out, I kind of don't see the point in getting myself hyped up for something. Do you see yourself dipping into uh, Sea of Thieves much? in the time between now and season 10 yeah i was just playing a couple hours ago it's great fun just sailing around doing world events um the, the core game is still fun um especially when you're playing it with uh with people you've sailed with for a while and it's even just as a floating chat room it's still fun yeah that's strong points yeah All maybe right. Yeah, and I think we'll get into it um, as as we kind of move through the list here, and then I want to open it up as a general forum for discussion. Uh, Static Mir joining us again. Welcome, Static. How you doing? Uh, season ten. What are your thoughts? You got any strong feelings, yay or nay, about it? Uh well, the extension it displeases me. Uh, I understand why they're doing it. You know, obviously, kind of like what other people have said, they want to make sure the product is good to go. Uh, it is a bummer. Um, but I thought, okay, well, the extension, that's not a bad idea because I can just go to Diablo. Well, Diablo is a really big letdown. So I was like, all right, I'm back into 76. All my sailing friends play 76. So we're all pretty much well into Fallout 76 right now until season 10 comes around. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I played through the, uh, tall tale. So, I mean, that's a different discussion, but I will at least come back to keep doing the Tall Tales. But until the new season is out, I think I'm just going to sail away from it for a while. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. Um, and then last uh, folk joining us is going to be Tian Professor, uh, somehow managing to satellite in from wherever he is not uh, currently <laughs> uh, you know, placed somewhere in the world, like tracking someone. <laughs> Tian, welcome. Uh, How you doing? Uh, season 10's delay. I know that's a blow to everyone. Everyone said that they want a, a solid update. Um, how do you feel about Sea of Thieves giving us a, a, a prospective date and then missing it? It's it's rare now. I mean, it's it's their thing, I guess. They're 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 owning it. Every every uh, season update will be delayed. So I guess not surprised. I'm just curious, man, Rare, just, just tell us, just outline the awesome story that you're going to give us, hint at some features, don't give us a deadline, just tell us it'll be done, and it'll be great when it's done. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the timeline thing, we're so far off, just stop. It makes me really curious what drives them to set these deadlines they never meet. Is it an internal pressure? Is it external pressure from Microsoft or some ominous financial thing? I, I love this game. I've said it over and over again. I want it to last till they're done with their story. And anything that, that kind of pretends issues, like not being able to meet deadlines, makes me nervous about whether Rare can continue to tell the story that we love. Yeah. So let, 
let's open this up to everyone and, and feel free to jump jump in if you guys have uh some thoughts and stuff we'll, we'll work out the uh the overlap if if necessary but i'm just genuinely curious because personally i don't really have a, a a solid basis for what season 10 is going to be i know it's going to be a big foundational update uh I'm, I'm constantly hearing from folks that they believe that it's it's last generation that's holding it back um, I'm hearing that, you know, the, the studio just doesn't have a, a, a strong enough um, understanding of, of like what development's going to look like. Like, where are you guys at as far as the, the conversation around decoupling headline features with the season pass? Having the season pass be just pure cosmetics, just like the ledgers and just having those locked in every three months, we get a new plunder pass, regardless of what content comes and just let the studio work on bigger updates that fall more in line with uh, how they did things in the first year where we got uh, the Hungering Deep and then Curse Sales and then uh, Devil's Roar. And it just, they all kind of hit whenever they hit and it didn't matter what part of the year it was. That was just their kind of goal. Um, feel free to jump in. I think it's a fantastic idea. I guess at least that way you've got some regular cadence of new cosmetics to be working towards uh, and then not tying them to the new feature set, I think is is probably what they need to do because clearly they can't maintain the seasonal cadence for the new stuff. It's, this is, you know, it's been shown over and over and over and over again. So I think it's a great idea. And I, I think at that point, if you do it that way, you would probably have less heartburn for people when you keep kicking the can down the road and it delaying you know, entire seasons. You can change cosmetics in this game. <laughs> <laughs> Oris, did you know you could spend gold? But but that makes the big number smaller. <laughs> it, it makes your inventory bigger. But I just discovered you could change cosmetics, so this is a whole game changer for me. <laughs> You and Grengar. <laughs> so for those that don't know, like Space Admiral Oris, pretty much since the cosmetics came out, I think you're still wearing like the Sovereign chest and mm -hmm. the Sovereign hat. Oh, no, is it the Sovereign hat? I feel like it's... Uh, probably. Um, mm -hmm. I think the newest piece of cosmetics I have is the uh, buckle that came out when the Roar came out. There was a while where I was rocking in a recent eye patch uh, solely because CJ missed the drop. So I'd wear that whenever I would sail with him. But then I... <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious, uh, and, and maybe I can ask this of, of Ors in particular. Um, you don't really buy any of the cosmetics in the game. You're pretty satisfied with the cosmetics that you've had so uh, for for you from from your perspective do, do season passes like compel you at all do, are they interesting to to work towards do you care what you get in them like is that something that you even care to engage with uh, sure there's the little endorphin hit whenever a, a number ticks over and you get higher and oh i finished the thing but if they if a season pass wasn't something i could get by getting enough coins ancient coins in the previous season i wouldn't spend real money on it mm. but as long as it's something i can just go to the emporium and buy with what i earned in the previous season yeah i'm down for it it's probably not as engaging for me as others but i enjoy it see ors doesn't vote with his wallet captain logan well that's that's kind of the <laughs> the question that i have because it's been rubbing me the wrong way this whole time like the discontent uh, nature that I've been seeing in the community, right? Like if this were, 
if this were like World of Warcraft, I would just stop paying for my sub. You know, if I didn't like the expansion, I would stop my subscription. Uh, you know, if it, if it was a game that I bought, I would try and get a refund. If it was Destiny, then I wouldn't buy the next season or I would be, I would, I wouldn't buy the expansion. There's, there's ways to like vote with your wallet when it comes to other games. The only way we really have for Sea of Thieves to, to understand that what we're, this is our way of saying we're discontent with the, the type of content that we have is just to not play. And that's kind of a bummer because, you know, for, for a lot of us, this community is based around playing Sea of Thieves. So, you know, how do I justify wanting to spend time with friends when the game that you're playing with your friends is not the game that you're enjoying? You know, like, like Static talks about going back to 76 and I'm just, I'm really curious like do you what is what is the what is the 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 resolution here like how do i tell rare that no it's not that i don't like the cosmetics it's that i'm not happy with the way that the studio is 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 being run right now you start a flame war on twitter like everybody does <laughs> come on now that's uh, not that's yeah and it's x by the way please respect elon musk's oh, choice to, oh. to drive forward his his his, his dream of x <laughs> Because X marks the spot. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you were talking about voting with your wallet. I mean, I I bought the game on disc for Xbox. I, I've got the original game on Steam. I've got the anniversary one on Steam. Um, I've purchased uh, updates along with all the cosmetics that I, I could afford. Um, just because I wanted to give Rare kudos because it's a game I wanted to see continue. But I, I don't know that everybody does that. Um so that you're right. They haven't really given us any other way other than I guess. Well, they don't even give you an address to just send them money. So I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, like I'm, I, <laughs> I've in, in static. Maybe you can you can help me out because I know that you you prefer Halo's way of doing season passes. Um, it, it, should Rare move to that type of a of a of a system where the the season passes are just there available regardless of of when they when they launch that you can be able to access? Um, yes, I think that would be quite the game changer, honestly, if you think about it. So it's not that I like stopped enjoying playing Sea of Thieves with this uh, season extension. Think of it as, well, this just gives me a good time to take a break. Because every time you love something so much, sometimes you can just mentally burn yourself out of it. And with this extension, yes, I'm taking a break. All my sailing buddies, we all play 76. So we decided that, hey, let's just go back to 76 for a while really get our noses grinding on that, get involved in that again. And then eventually when the new season comes out, we'll take a break from 76 and we'll all fall back into the category of just grinding out on Sea of Thieves. Now with Halo's season, I love the idea that I'm not really into season four right now. It just, it just really hasn't stuck me in. But I like the idea that if season five comes out and there's something that just, whoop, I fall into it, once I'm done with season five, I can always go back and continue working on season four that I never finished. So I can, in the end, still get the cosmetics. I can still get 
the items that came with season four. So if Sea of Thieves was to implement the previous seasons, like season one, two, three, stuff like that, stuff that I've never played because I didn't come in until the beginning of number five, that would be pretty cool. Because then in this downtime, when we're waiting for a lot of stuff to happen, this lets me go back, still play the game, still just collect all this stuff, and then, you know, watch that that dopamine of the numbers um, going up, like uh, whatchamacallit said. So it it would be exciting, and it would give me a reason to keep going if I can go back and get the older stuff. So Hefe and TN, Hefe, I know you prefer to keep cosmetics exclusives, and TN, you brought up the point about Halo's model being applicable to CFEs. So jump in uh, if you guys have have uh, some some thoughts you want to share on this too. If something is set up to be exclusive. It should stay exclusive. Um, Hefe can expound on that if he wants. Um, (laughs) But Halo does their thing and still has exclusive cosmetics that that you miss if you miss. Um, And so there's a way to do both. Um, I don't think it's an either or. Um, So I I, I don't know that that setting that up is the fight you want, uh, Logan. Well, I, it's it's more so like with Sea of Thieves currently, like we have that model available to us, and I want to know like if if other people think that that would be still some because what I want to know is from the folks that prefer to keep cosmetics exclusives, do things like the adventure mementos, the tall tale moment uh, cosmetics that you get from that kind of stuff. Um, is that stuff something that? Uh, like you can still keep while keeping the plunder pass as something that's available. Hmm. If that makes sense. Like the season pass, the, the plunder pass is available for everyone. Um, and you've got the mementos that are the exclusive ones. Like, is that enough exclusivity for fans of, of keeping cosmetics exclusive? They'd have to keep releasing content in order for us to earn them. <laughs> that's a fair point. Um, I, you know, so it's probably going to seem to you like I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth. I'm, I don't feel I am. I don't think everything needs to be exclusive. But Yay. I think there's, there are certain things that denote a time, a place, a specific event. That, ha- that, that the game itself, through the narrative, through what Rare has done, have, have placed a, an extraordinary significance on it. Mm-hmm. Um, that if you did it when they set it up, as they set it up, that should be yours and not anybody else who didn't do that. That doesn't mean that everything in the game has to be locked like that. And I think you could set up a system where where that was done, where you had a, a mix. Um, you know, I... if you haven't found the fake whale you don't get the fake whale um cosmetics and title um that's exclusive mm-hmm. and that's fine for those who want to believe the myth mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm not saying anything right now but feel free you guys to jump in <laughs> yeah so so with the whole um cosmetics thing um obviously we did the season pass when the season pass was live what's the point in having live season passes if you're able to just go back and do them anyway you might as well just have everything unlock automatically at that point because you'll always be able to unlock them um adventures yes i would love to see that be a thing that you can go back and revisit but actual season pass cosmetics and rewards i think they should remain as season passes just for seasons 
So what about uh, adventure cosmetics that you get from doing the adventure? Should those be something that's uh, accessible through the replaying of them? I believe so on that, uh, because they're part of the actual lore of Sea Thieves. And this is where I'm kind of very like set on which one's which. So the adventures is all to do with the lore, the story, and the progression of the world. Whereas the season pass is just, here's a few rewards for you if you play the game and get to a level 100 in this time period if you don't get them in that time period then they're gone because that's what we're that's what we're paying for effectively mm-hmm. we don't pay for the adventures you know i don't mind people getting that because it shows they've been part of it um so it'd be great to see some instances made up where you can go back and revisit the adventures the cosmetics i don't think so here's where i feel like i could play devil's advocate a little bit you pay for the plunder pass and if you don't complete that plunder pass you lose out on the cosmetics that you weren't able to get well at that point in time you're not getting what you paid for so anything that's in a plunder pass if you've paid for that plunder pass you should always be able to get so if they were to enable you to go back and buy the first second third season stuff like that plunder pass i think everybody should have access to that but anything in between that should be exclusive. I mean, look at the Twitch drops. I mean, we got Twitch drops going on this weekend. Well, it's just like, if you don't do these Twitch drops, you lose them. That's where the exclusivity comes in. Granted, some of the Twitch drops aren't always like the coolest or the latest and greatest, but hey, you know, hey, that hey, FOMO hey, effect whoa. is there. Those those Eastern winds, um, which one is it this week? They're great. The Ruby? They're great. <laughs> They're so great you can't remember. Yeah, right? I mm. mean, is this, and then not to mention... Uh, Devil's Advocate again here. This is the third time that they're releasing this cosmetic just as a different color. I mean, let's get some new stuff in there, please. I mean, we have the the sapphire, which there was almost no blue to it. And now we've got the ruby, which seems to actually have some ruby in it. But again, it's just a rehash of the sapphire if you really want to break it down. So I I really but, do. I really am curious because I... I see where Carl's perspective is coming from, and I actually, I actually don't disagree with that. But I also see both sides of it. Like, if you were there for the story, that's part of your character's, uh, your character's story. Like, that's your tale. You were present during the time of that story narrative that drove it forward. Um, but I also don't want people to miss out on the story because the story for the PVE side of things is the majority of the reason why you want to play. If you're playing for like the PVE aspect of it. So we're locking, locking the cosmetics to when it was accessible, I think might be the trade off there and you can still replay it. But I also see like the idea of if you, if you buy a if you buy a plunder pass and you don't complete it, it stays in your, your history. It's, it's bought cosmetics. You just have to work your way through it regardless of when you necessarily, uh, like have time to do it if that makes sense like you know god forbid somebody gets in an accident and they can't play sea of thieves and they miss out on half their plunder pass for a set they really really wanted because they physically can't play the game uh having the ability to go back to that even though they've already bought it means that it's not a sunk cost and that it's it's always that tumultuous area of how do you do fomo with seasons 
without without assuming that there's going to be a percentage of people who pay for it and never get their money's worth out of it so with with that i just want to touch on that one as well where you can you, you're paying for it therefore you're entitled to it i disagree mm-hmm. every single season pass every single game everyone knows what a season pass is it allows you to earn those cosmetics in that season however if you do not complete it in that season you don't get it. So you are you are already aware when purchasing it. Because this is one of the things where it, it was going through courts and stuff about, um, you know, is it legal? Is it gambling? Uh, because, you know, uh, it, there's all sorts going on at the time. But if you're unable to complete it, I mean, obviously, it never comes to the case someone can't complete it because of an accident. Um, but you are aware that you are buying into a season pass which is active for X amount of weeks. I mean, luckily, it's been extended a lot recently, so anyone who's not been able to do it should have uh, hopefully had a chance to catch up. But once it's actually gone, that's it. We paid for that time period, and that's it. So, okay, uh, Murphy lives had some thoughts in chat that I want to hear uh, for the, the podcast, and Ors also has thoughts and gave a warning. So I'm very curious to hear both of your guys' uh, uh, conversations on this. Sure. So um, I, it's been a while, and I haven't done my research right away. But it feels like Plunder, po- Plunder Pass cosmetics are typically tied to that season's content, if I recall, usually circling around it. Maybe the last two seasons have gotten away from it. Um, and I'm also wondering if anyone can recall if they've ever put previously earned or even bought content back in recycled into a plunder pass so if anyone's got comments there um but at the same time i feel like if you hi if that's true if you pulled plunder passes away from season 10 you'd almost need like a whole cosmetic team that could actually like focus less on the story cosmetics and more on just maybe like that chef shirt from the new tall tales stuff like that more piratey so that's you need a cosmetic team if you want to pull them apart i think okay i i don't disagree i think they i think they're they're good on cosmetics as far as that team goes i always think it's kind of the engineering behind it but ors what do you got well you've heard from the devil's advocate now let me speak as the actual devil so I think from the perspective of a new player coming into the game say they encounter a crew some pirates who are wearing cosmetics say, oh, that's really cool. How do I get that cosmetic? Well, you can't. Why not? Well, we did this thing to earn it. Okay, how do I go do that thing to earn it? Well, you can't. You weren't there. And how, how is that going to draw in new players when you have all this content? It's like, I'm willing, I'm willing to put in the work to get that cosmetic, but that content is forever lost to me. That just that just doesn't make any sense to me that there's no way to replay that content and get that cosmetic. And that's just going to turn new players off the game just to, I don't know, satisfy some sense of exclusivity for long term players. That doesn't rub me the right way. So I'll I'll jump in with my two cents here um, and then the floor is open for for folks that want to jump in uh, to rebuttal. I personally feel like Destiny's and Halo's systems are some of the better systems to draw in new players. Uh, when I jumped into into Destiny, it was years after the game had launched. It was expansions after it had launched. And they have a plunder pass or a season pass that gives you uh, engrams. Each engram you can redeem in their real money store to get an item randomly from a past season. You don't get to choose what it is. You don't know what the value of it was. 
There's no way to, to determine if it was a good thing, a bad thing, if it's low bar or anything. And a lot of that content is stuff that is subsequently pushed over into Twitch drops uh, or Twitch claims that you can do. So every couple of months or so, uh, a new set of Twitch uh, uh, content comes out for Destiny. They give you a ship, a sparrow, uh, a, a emote, things like that. And it's all old content, which does not suffice uh, or, or doesn't really satisfy the, the people that have been playing the game since it came out that have already collected all that stuff. But as a new player, it serves me well because I'm getting content that I never had access to or that I didn't have access to at the time. Um, Halo subsequently gives you the ability to get through old seasons and collect the cosmetics while having special events that are are within each season that have cosmetics that you cannot obtain unless you work through those events and those events are time limited specifically and i think going with something like that would help bring in cosmetics that are fallen to the wayside that are no longer accessible it's it's dead content for newer players that have never experienced it um, and allow them to have an opportunity to earn cosmetics from the past. Uh, and and it, it always comes back to who's best served. Are you looking out for the new players that are trying to be brought into the game that want to have access to a lot of the cosmetics that they see that aren't available anymore? Or are you trying to retain a sense of value for the uh, long-standing players, probably the most invested, uh, to allow folks the opportunity to um, uh, 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 say, like, I was here at this point. This is the cool stuff that I have to show for it. Folks are welcome to jump in, by the way. So, like no, oh, go ahead. Long-term players, I feel, in my opinion, are always going to be there no matter what. No matter how good it could be, no matter how bad it could be, long-time players are still going to be long-term players. And they will stick through till the end. Now, new time players, if you have some way to bring them in, let them see the older stuff that was there. Let them work their butts off to get it. They can become long-time players, thus bringing in more and more people to the game and keeping this game relevant and keeping the game going. I mean, I like it. What, what do you got, Ors? A random thought, sort of related, something I've always thought would be kind of fun. If I board an enemy ship and get to their clothing chest, I should be able to equip any cosmetic anyone on that crew has unlocked for the remainder of that session. I don't get to keep it forever, but I should be able to equip it for the remainder of that session. <laughs> can you, I love that idea. Can you guys imagine the number of spawn camping people out there that are going to hijack rare sh rail, rare sails? If they had that, they'd hijack the ship, sail it over to an outpost, and then equip their ship's uh, sails on on their ship. They had it coming. <laughs> I actually like that idea. Anyone have any thoughts on that before, uh, or is there anybody that wants to jump in with something that they've wanted to share? Because um, I do want to get into the uh, the tall tale as well too. I, I do generally love that idea of being able to steal people's cosmetics. Now, only I, I don't agree with the ship stuff because that's all the ship, right? But clothing, equipment. You know, if you go into their weapon, uh, where you get your, your weapons from, imagine stealing someone's midnight blunderbuss, and then they can't use it, like just for that session. I think <laughs> I think that would be a, an interesting little feature. That's evil. Oh, that exactly. would be great. That'd be really funny. All right. Well, if everyone's satisfied with uh, venting our discontent for the the uh, extended season nine, with the understanding that we'll get it when we get it, and chances are we'll probably have a good time with it, but. I wanted to get into Monkey Island's Tall Tale. 
Um, I personally thought this is probably some of the best content out there. Uh, I talked last episode about how I was dis- dissatisfied with a couple little things, really nitpicky things that honestly are just kind of me wanting to let the dev team know like, hey, these could probably be fixed in the future for future things. So hopefully take that into account with the future tall tales. But overall, I got to say, um, I really loved the the Monkey Island thing. So uh, who wants to jump in first with um, talking about the tall tale, what you liked, what you didn't like, uh, stuff like that? Just feel free if whoever gets whoever gets to, to speak first. Uh, well, I enjoyed the tall tale because, you know, it's something new because, you know, we always wanted a new tall tale. As someone who has never experienced the Monkey Island games, like from an early age, because I'm like 20, turning 25 this year, and, uh, you know, knows how special the games are to some people, I really enjoy I really enjoy the tall tales, the humor, the, the animations, the new technology they introduced in the things. And if this is if the areas that we've explored, <laughs> yes, Car Rambo. If, if the area that we explored is just, you know, one part of Melee Island, Jesus, geez Louise, how big the freaking island is, is going to be come second tall tale. I look forward to it. Anybody else? So I actually enjoyed it, and I've not played the original games yet, but I've watched um, a lot of people play them, including uh, yourself, Logan. Obviously, you played it recently on stream, um, and I, I felt like they captured it really well. Um, the fact that it was all narrated, every character would speak to you rather than just having to read. Um, but I think one of the best features I liked the most was the um, the speech radio. So you pick certain mm-hmm. things up. So um, you pick up Muddy, for example, and you got, I think he wants to bite me. Um, Coco uh, says, let's open a furniture store. Yeah. And I can't do the voice. I I, I just like the little details. Um, and then, of course, it's it's Lucas films, isn't it? So if you speak to Spiffy, he's got a little part in there as well. Of, Aren't you a little short for a pirate? Mm-hmm. And I, it's just those little things, which a lot of people, it's just those little references. I, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I, I enjoyed, enjoyed it as well. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You hit first. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, uh, I agree. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I really enjoyed the integration of uh, sort of like uh, adventure game mechanics into the tall tale. Uh, Like there's no obvious solution to recovering a thing that's underwater. Uh, They don't tell you exactly where it is or where you get a hint that, oh, this thing is lost and it was here. So you have to figure it on your own to go to the place see where it is, find out how to retrieve it. Uh, Just those kind of mechanics were really good. Uh, There is still some of the elements in this tall tale that I would call uh, Rare's weaker uh, quest design. Um, Specifically, uh, the points where you go where there's some hidden dialogue, which is great, but I don't like how those are sort of revealed in the commendations. I'd like to discover that organically without any commendations discovering it to me. It's sort of like um, playing the original Mario and you pull up a commendation list and say, did you go to the secret warp zone in World 3-1? I want to discover that sort of stuff organically rather than have it uh, both fed to me via the commendation list and have uh, completion rewards tied to it. I just think that takes away from it a little bit. Can I can I jump in real quick and get everyone's feelings on this? Do you think that they should have uh, all of the commendations for Tall Tales marked as like like fuzzy or kind of censored or 
or spoiler tagged and you have the option to unspoiler it on demand if you want but from the get-go it's it's kind of hidden from you I you guys look at them ahead of time <laughs> i i don't look at that until till it pops up uh yeah it that didn't spoil anything for me <laughs> yeah I, i'll I, usually I play it through and then look at it murphy what yeah, are you <laughs> Murphy, go ahead. Oh, I, I just don't go looking for it either until it pops up uh, the same way. I don't go into the menus, especially with a magical opening like that. I wouldn't be like, okay, let's see. What do I got to do? I just went in organic, started kind of looking for it all. Not really looking for it, but just experiencing it all and then stumbling upon it. Mm -hmm. But being able to say, oh, there are this many sit spots. That's kind of nice to know now going rather than um, or, you know, once you've discovered the first. So kind of knowing how many to look for yeah. is helpful once you've done it. But if there was yeah, a spoiler, if they were fuzzy until you unlocked one. So I'm I'm curious, Hefe, I know you're going to say something and then uh, ors and then static if that works. So typically I... Um... I'm kind of like with the, with the others. Like I, I don't really go digging into the accommodations. Uh, no, this specific tall tale. I didn't even read the book that they that the girl gave you at the very beginning. Like I never even we went through the whole thing, and wow. I've never even read read that. And so we just we just figured it out. And then later on, I, I went back to do it again because I had missed a couple of sit spots, and I got to looking at the book. And I'm like, oh. There's all kind of information in that book that would have made a bunch of that stuff a whole lot easier had I actually read that thing. But, but you know what? I, I'm okay with that. I, I, I enjoyed it. I, I liked us kind of as a team trying to, you know, going around and figuring things out. Uh, I, I really enjoyed uh, kind of that, that questy, puzzly kind of kind of thing. So I guess maybe that's just the inner me that loves Zelda and book games like that. But I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. I thought it was really well done. Um and I would be fine if they had a toggle to where you toggle on and off, kind of a uh, blurred out version of, you know, the accommodations. I mean, they've already done it with the captaincy books. Um, when a ship leaves the server and it's all like watermarked through, I mean, so it, it's that that functionality is already in the game. I definitely see that. Ors, what do you got? I will say I did not like roaming around just trying to find pieces of eight. I think that was one of the weaker parts of the tall tale. And as far as the accommodation list goes, I didn't look at it either, but. My point is more, I think this content shouldn't even be tied to commendations because as it stands, once I've cleared off the commendation checklist, there's no reason to go back to these tall tales except for repeat, completion, whatever. But there's no reason to expect any new content. There's no surprises. I'd like this not tied to commendations so that, hey, maybe there's a chance I'll discover, discover something new that isn't on this checklist. That's more what I was getting at. I have thoughts on that, but uh, Static, I know that you had unmuted at the moment. Did you want to jump in with some stuff? Yeah. Um, I think the idea of accommodations being blacked out or fuzzied or whatever would be a good idea until after you've made your way through the initial story. And then once you hit certain criteria, more become visible, so that way you can go back into the tall tale and work on whatever you possibly have missed. Mm, I don't mind that. I don't, I'm not opposed to that. Tian, what do you think? I was just thinking about what I enjoyed. And I did play the Monkey Island series back in the day. I wasn't quite as involved in it as some others. Um, I was just really impressed with how Rare took elements of the point and click interface that Monkey Island was based off of as, as part of gameplay and was able to put a spin on it, modernize it, but still remind me of that that old school gameplay. And I, and I get it. 
Spores, the, the coins is one of those things that really reminded me of the point and click because I can remember in, uh, playing the original game and just like randomly pointing around the screen when you got frustrated just to try and figure out what it was you were supposed to be clicking on. Um, so even that kind of harkened back to it. And they did the same thing with uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean by taking references from the ride and, and reminding me and making me feel about the way I did on the ride. And so I, it's another area of, of strength that Rare has and being able to reinterpret these things and yet, you know, have that twist. It's cool. I was really kind of make wondering. Sure. Oh, oh, go ahead, Regis. Oh, uh, I was I was going to say, makes you wonder what happens when they do a one piece thing, but I'll wait till the live action is successful. Yeah, it'll be interesting if they if they decide to move into that that franchise at some point if that's something they want to do again again i'll have to defend on the live action success or not i think it'll be a lot more than that that's a, a tv ip which is definitely tougher to work with than just a, a game ip like uh monkey island so a lot mm. of a lot more to to tie into that um with monkey island i'm I'm very curious. I was talking to Caleb. I can't remember where he got it from. I think it was from Reddit, but he told me about how someone had come up with the idea that if you had done all of your hourglass uh, curses, if you'd gotten the, the, the ghost curse and the skeleton curse from both Reapers and Guardians, that you would be able to equip them both and look like the skeleton ghosts or the ghosts uh, in in this tall tale. What do you guys think about that? Fine by me. Let it happen. Yeah, I don't see that being too much of an issue with something like that, really. Um, I guess lore-wise it doesn't work, but cosmetic-wise, yeah. I mean, we've already got the skeleton um, outfits, haven't we, from the Emporium? Can you equip the ghost curse with that? I don't know, actually. That's yes, I know you can. No, you can't. I think just the cost, as long as the costume is a skeleton part of it, then you'll be fine. It'll be fine. You can equip the ghost car <clears throat> ghost curse as well. All right. PVP cards on the table. Who's got the ghost curse? Nope. Nope. Oh, God, no. I stay well away from the PVP thing because I'm not a PVP or I'm like all of you guys. My doctor. <sighs> No, not yet. I'm level 58, so I'm still a fair way from it. All right. Well, we will definitely... What's hourglass? We will definitely not be testing this later today. Uh, man. Okay. So that was just a thought. Um, jumping into it. Or as you brought up the coins, and Tien, you kind of talked about how that was uh, uh, very reminiscent of the actual game, which I think was the intent from what Mike had talked about. But... He's definitely seen feedback about the coins not being uh, the the best system for for something like this. Um, were there other other pain points in the Tall Tales that you all ran into that you think really kind of hindered the experience for you, or or brought it slowed it down to a point where you kind of noticed like, okay, this is a little frustrating. Uh, for me, I was doing it with uh, good buddy Gringar, and we were making a recipe in a place and. We were finding all the ingredients, but there was one we couldn't miss. We spent 20 minutes roaming the entire island for it, only to discover it was up on the shelf in the original room. So that was obviously our bad for not uh, looking at it, uh, but that was a, a, a bit of a pain point for us. Uh, but it was entirely our own doing. But I will say this is definitely Rare's best tall tale, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, the uh... I didn't see the claw hammer. Yep. Mm. Did anybody rob I think the... Th Oh, sorry. Go sorry. ahead, guys. I was just going to say, I think the biggest pain for me was uh, trying to find all the coins. Well, at least the coins that, you know, you need to progress the tail and whatnot. Yeah. 
They could have given I mean, you one or two spare. That would have been nice. <laughs> there's actually, believe it or not, according to Mike on online, there was 10 spare for the story progression. Ten? Yeah. 10 spare. In the, beginning, in the beginning for the first purchase. Mm -hmm. oh, I'm, really? I'm sure that's true as well. I'm sure I had quite a few spare. I call BS on that 10 spare. <laughs> <laughs> Aha, something we Trust can me. test. <laughs> Yeah, I call BS because our, our first time through, we were missing one, one piece that we could not find, and finally just said, "The heck with it, we'll come back and buy that book later," and had to come back on a second session to to find them all and, and do it again. Yeah, I had the same if thing it, with Trickster. If it's to buy the book at the very end, the two hundred one, then yeah, because I that I think that was one of the commendations, was it not? Yeah, the the also, book. I think, used... that, I think that you have to have them all. <laughs> we use the hidden feature called call a friend option. I don't know if you guys know that. Um, Ors uh, contributed with it because Gringard joined and and held our hand a couple times. Thanks. I the one that really rubbed up against. <laughs> for me was uh, the crate. And I know this is old news for, for anyone that's listened to last week's, but the, the crate with the ropes that you have to cut, that being something that that's only present in the tall tales for a pirate's life and expecting anyone that's get, getting into the monkey Island, uh, you know, like tall tale, having played monkey Island, expecting, you know, really good monkey Island experience and having a mechanic that maybe they dipped into see if they at some point, but they never did the tall tales for a pirate's life. That, that mechanic is not represented anywhere in adventure that I, that I can, and call me out, please. If I'm wrong on this, I don't remember anywhere in tall tales or in, in the adventure where you can cut a rope the way you do in a pirate's life. So that was one where I was like, okay, we, I could see people getting frustrated for the, for, with this and, and, getting stuck but was that anything that you guys did you see that and, and and recognize it right away or did you have to work your way around it you're 100 right uh i know someone who got stuck on that we didn't but i think it could have been better represented visually that the ropes were tying the crate down because mm -hmm. the ropes were just attached to this little wooden platform beneath it that it looks like you should be able to winch right up but if the ropes were attached to i don't know some sort of anchor or heavier object that visually shows you that all right these ropes are restraining this thing in place maybe the crate is shaking a little bit trying to get to the surface i don't know if that's possible in the engine but some sort of better visual representation that the ropes are restraining this thing from going up would go a long way I so go ahead static here's why i don't think anybody will actually get stuck on that now i know what you're saying and i get it it's only been in the tall tales. But whenever I get frustrated at something and I can't figure it out, the first thing I do is I either pull out my gun or I pull out my sword and I just upsetness, I swing at it or I shoot it, even though I know something's gonna happen. So if you get other people that are just upset that they can't figure it out and they swing their sword at it out of frustration, they're gonna go, oh, okay, that was it. <laughs> That's yeah, fair. we were pulling and pulling. We were pulling and it. pulling and then went down there and looked and said, oh, ropes, and then just slashed away. But again, I knew the mechanic, so um, I can't really speak to it. But once I saw, oh, it's not moving for a reason, it was easy to... I actually uh, really like the idea that Oris has as far as the... Uh, so, like, if there was an anchor that was kind of wrapped up in one of the ropes, and it was just like the one rope that was kind of frayed because of the, the, you know, it having to actually get pulled by the anchor and the anchor was keeping the whole thing down. I do think that that probably would have been a better way to indicate that 
the ropes were the the obstacle that you had to get by with on that one anybody else have any uh pain points that they wanted to get into and also uh jumping in i don't know if uh, they're they're interested in jumping in in the conversation but da gaming recent uh patreon jumped in to the gold hoarder conversation uh welcome did you want to uh, jump in on the conversation with us um yeah sure why not uh what are we we tackling awesome well uh we're we're talking about the the tall tale uh with monkey island uh things you liked things that you think could have been changed for the future um Honestly, so I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, me and uh, a couple of guys that are, are in D gaming, we, we went through it uh, early this week. And honestly, we, uh, we had a lot more fun. I, I was actually pleasantly surprised because when I kept reading uh, Point and Click, I was assuming that the game was pretty much going to be taking a different type of uh, control system. Like, basically, you'd be clicking where you wanted to move. But I liked the fact that I was able to explore the whole town, the whole, like, everything, kind of see how I wanted. Um, it, it, it was fun. Um, I'm not too, I felt like it was a little bit more controlled in the linear fashion in terms of like, I had to do this to do this to do this. It was fun, but that's not necessarily one of the things I'm really into myself. You know what I mean? But despite that, I did have a lot, uh, I had a lot of fun. Um, I'd like to see where they go on with it in the future though. Mm -hmm. You definitely see uh, a a lot of possibility with the tools that they're adding there. Um, Do you all think... And, and this is a open forum too. So I, I want to hear your thoughts. Do they, do they need to go back and give voice lines to all of the NPCs in the game? Like, do you think they need to go back and redo all of the dialogue options for the NPCs uh, on the outposts? I want some more life on the outposts, not just dialogue. I want people walking around doing stuff, having routines. I mean, that was stuff that was present in, Old school RPGs back as far as we can go. People are actually just milling about town, doing their own thing. I think we have the technology now that we can have people with daily routines and not just these static uh, bobbleheads giving out uh, resources and quests. That would be cool. I also want the old Duke's voice back. Just saying. The old Duke's voice yeah. back. <laughs> Where is he yeah, again? I think it- Drunken dude. Uh, Doc, Reverend, somewhere in the Sea of the Damned. Who knows where? Maybe the Lechuk, for all we know. I feel like there'll be a lot more life uh, to the Sea of Thieves. You know, it, it's it, it's always been fun, but you know, if they could, uh, if you could like see what the other the merchants are saying, uh, or what, what the 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 tavern lady is saying, all that kind of stuff. I feel like it. If you can hear it, I feel like it'll bring a little bit more new death to the whole world that they're trying to give to us so uh, i think it'd be fun um i don't know like i don't know if they're planning to do that but i mean i I definitely wouldn't i wouldn't turn that away though i would love to have random conversations that you just hear when you're on outposts you know i want to have people kind of moving stock around you know we have what looks to be like you know stuff that's happening but everyone just happens to be on lunch break hiding somewhere and you never really see it but you always see like little remnants of of people that have like pulled up ships and moved stock and stuff like that i really do hope that they're able to take some of the um and i didn't even realize this was an issue uh but they talked about how they have like pathing systems now for npcs and i'm like well what are the skeletons doing on islands and uh and and ships it seems like all of that stuff i think i thought was already built into the game so the fact that this is a new opportunity for them to use with NPCs is is odd but welcome.
anyone have any thoughts as far as uh, things they want to see from the tall tale brought into adventure uh, besides obviously like the voice lines and, and folks walking around? Yeah. Uh, the clothing. Mm, yeah. When, when I purchased that chef outfit, I thought it was a permanent uh, costume that got added to your inventory, you know, as part of the tall tale stuff. Uh, and then when I finished the tall tale and realized that I did not have that chef costume anymore, I was kind of upset because I wanted to actually like run around the seas wearing that. And then white background, like the morning star costume. That's right. Yeah. And then not to mention uh, just the random NPCs that are in there. So in the Scumbar tavern, there is an NPC that has no dialogue, nothing, but he's leaning up against the wall, enjoying his drink. Now, uh, if you look at him, he looks a lot like Guybrush, but he's got this striped T-shirt that makes me very upset because I don't have that. I've been wanting striped T-shirts and stuff like that in this game, like a traditional looking pirate and they're not in the game. Now, we have the striped pants from the last Plunder Pass, and I have not taken them off since I've unlocked them, but I want my striped T-shirt, and that is not too much to ask for. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I genuinely thought that that chef's costume was going to be the reward for the first tall tale, not the not the paintings. But, Hefe, I know you, you wanted to say something. Uh, DA, I, I saw you pop up there, too, so let's get Hefe in first. I would love some of... Piggyback what you're saying, some of those cosmetics that uh that some of those folks in the in the in the tavern were having. Uh, I I agree completely that that you know I could care less about the Fortnite mess that we've been getting here for the last year year and a half. Uh, I would much prefer something more traditional looking. Uh, but again, that's just me. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not you know I'm not the zoomer in the crowd. Uh, I'm I'm sure that you know the kids that are out there playing probably love their you know, pink fish outfits and all that other kind of mess that they've been doing. Yeah, obviously, that's, you know, must be what's making the money. So that's what they keep doing. And, I, you know, I respect it, but I would love to have more of the more traditional looking stuff. <laughs> DA, did you have something you want to jump in with? Yeah, no, I, I did agree with, uh, I was hoping to get the chef's outlet, outfit um, to use in the rest of the, you know, rest of the Sea of Thieves. Because, you know, I already have this, this wooden, uh, this wooden spoon peg leg. We're about to, un uh, I just got unlocked the the spatula sword, and I, I figured, you know, okay, I got these two things. All right, cool. I could just be like a mad chef on the seas and trying to turn it and turn it into a pirate. And then all of a sudden, it's, oh no, it's just those. It was, and I don't know. I felt like a little bit disappointing. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, then again, you know, I do have like I've bought a lot of stuff myself, like. I, I am I'm kind of ashamed of the stuff about the uh, the extras I'm buying, but you know I, I don't know I I was, I was just hoping for a little bit more when it came to that chest off, but I, I thought it was a cool idea. I'm really surprised we don't have like a butcher of Port Merrick kind of costume, like having the chef's outfit and having one of the swords be like a giant cleaver. Like the opportunity is there. I'm very surprised that that just wasn't a thing. Yeah, no, I mean, like a, a giant pot of soup for a figurehead on that's exploding off of a, out of a pot on a ship. That looked great. I think I think that'd be awesome. But, you know. Yeah. Captain Dasm says uh, in chat, I would love for Golden Sands NPCs to feel more alive for sure. I always figured it was just server limitations. I, I generally don't know what limits them or why we wouldn't be able to do that. But I would definitely like to see that happen more and more with a lot of the stuff going on, especially the ones on the islands that you deliver the cargo crates to. 
those should have stories and actions and interacting with NPCs and stuff like that. Um, or as I saw you pop open uh, your mic for a bit there, did you want to jump in with something? Oh, slightly related, but I'm just going to say, uh, I think they're going to start running out of beach real estate as if they keep having more NPCs. <laughs> just have to find new islands. Put people on rafts, have a network of rafts to go start these big tall tales. We'll just create water world. How about that? Just have now that's a crossover. A floating now atoll. we're talking. <laughs> Get the Bring in costume. Kevin Costner. <laughs> there we go. Bring us some class. Um, All right, we've saved we saved season eleven, people. We did it. If I could, if I could have Deacon as a costume or or just like a set of cosmetics, like his his outfit, I would one hundred percent be a smoker in Sea of Thieves. That would be amazing we did it people make it happen sought two water world <laughs> no islands all ships all right i think that's gonna wrap up the conversation for this episode um dasm's comments uh were posted earlier i'm gonna actually read his questions and answers after uh this so stay tuned for that and then i'll close out the episode as always um, but I did want to thank everyone for dropping in today and also all the folks that wanted to drop in, but know that it, it's it's a big group of folks and we all want to make sure that everyone has an opportunity to share some thoughts. So as we head out, um, if you have anything that you, you wanted to share, any last minute uh, thoughts or suggestions on something, feel free to share those. Um, we'll kick it off with DA Gaming who dropped in uh, towards the very end of the episode. Thanks for coming. Thanks for dropping in. Um, anything that you want to uh, say or pass on before we head out? Um, you know, uh, we really like this. Uh, me and guys at DA Gaming, it's kind of a, it's kind of a group effort over here. Uh, we really like the podcast, and you know, we decided you know we wanted to support you, so we just like, you know, we love the podcast. Keep it up. Uh, thank you for letting us uh, be on and a part of it. Um, and just looking forward to hopefully seeing you on the seas. Awesome. I appreciate you dropping in and thanks again for the support. Um, Hefe, we're heading out. Any last moment uh, uh, thoughts or, or feelings that you want to get out there? Uh, nope. It's just it's been, it's been a great chat today. Uh, I appreciate the group. I'm glad that everybody's here and that everybody's continuing to support you. We love you. Thanks, Logan. Appreciate it. Uh, Carl, we're heading out, man. Any uh, last thoughts or feelings you want to share? Yeah, it was um, an absolute pleasure to meet everyone at SoftFest um, earlier this month. Yeah. Um, and obviously see the uh, recording live. Uh, the only thing to add to that really is those of uh, SoftFest probably know, but bread is bread and toast is toast. And that's the <laughs> end of the argument. Um, but otherwise, oh it's a blast as always. And uh, yeah, look forward to the next one. <laughs> I can't believe that became a, an argument. Uh, Murphy lives. We're heading out. <laughs> Anything you want to share? Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, bring recipes to the hunter's call. Ooh. I want to be able to make a rum and pomegranate pork chop and sell it to a tavern wench for big money. Mm, um, that needs I, to I happen. They, yeah, they should do that. That's it. I love that idea so much. I really do. Especially if they're going to bring the chef's costume. Let's get some recipes. Like have have you go out and hunt down the fit. It'll be it'll be that game. Oh, what's that game? Battle Chef Brigade, I think, I think is what it's called. I can't remember what it is, but it's like you got to go out and you got to hunt down the monsters to get the meat and then you bring the meat back and you make a recipe for it and you sell the recipe to customers. Like, let's just do that with Sea of Thieves. Uh, Regis. Hunter's Call's got to go, so sorry. No, yeah, Hunter's Call has to get it. I, I think and I, I tweeted about this the other day and uh, uh, Mike Chapman was like, a, oh, yeah, that'd be interesting. Uh, I think we're getting some Hunter's Call stuff. 
pretty soon. Plus, uh, Caleb said that Pondies were uh, faster to catch in the tall tale. If I recall correctly, he was talking in t tavern chat today. So it's like you can catch Pondies in Monkey Island Tall Tale 1 faster. And uh, I think you can store them and take them and sell them for more or something like that. I don't know. It's Caleb. All right. Uh, who else we got? Regis Stella. Regis, anything you want to share or say yep. as we head out? Uh, just uh, some odd work that I've uh, finally commissioned for 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 myself. Awesome. Yeah, this is th in case in case for those who don't know, I write a CFE's My Little Pony fanfic now with Pirates of the Caribbean and hopefully Monkey Island in the future. And for those who wonder what my character look, what my main character looks like, here he is right now. Awesome. So, and uh, yeah. that's gonna be. In, I think it's in the SOT uh, SOT channel as well. Is that the right channel? Um, I can't remember if it... I know it was in Tavern Talk, but I can't remember if it was in the SOT one. But, uh, uh, I think I think it was in, like in the art section of the non-pirate discussion channel okay. there. Yeah, if you guys want to check that yeah. out, head over to the Discord server, uh, jump in. It'll be in the art section as well, too. Yeah. Um, yep. All right. Uh, Space Admiral Ors, first time, long time. Uh, thank you for joining. Anything you want to shout out I, or say as we uh, head out? So this is why nobody wants to sail with me on Saturday afternoons. No, that's not true. <laughs> no, it was great. Thanks for having me. Um, I've already fired myself out of a cannon, found a rowboat, and halfway to the other island. But you guys are free to head out. <laughs> Doesn't even wait. All right, Static Mirror, we're heading out. Um, you had some real good thoughts this, uh, this episode. I really appreciate it. Anything else you want to share with us? Uh, yeah, I would... I'd just like to do a small plug for my fiance. Oh, she uh, she has a travel agency uh, called right. Coastlines and Castles, and uh, I'd just like to give her a small shout out. You know, whether or not you have a weekend getaway or a big trip, like you know, going to see a thieves fest, you can go to her website and she can try and find you the best deals and save you some money on your trips. So, coastlinesandcastles.com. Other than that, I enjoyed our arguments or disagreements or funny discussions as always. And I'll see you guys next time. I will have to uh, tell my wife to go visit that because she just hit me up about wanting to do a trip to Puerto Rico. Alrighty, And last but not least, TN Professor, definitely not on mission right now trying to attack anyone. <laughs> uh, anything you want to uh, uh, pass on? Wisdom? Yeah. So... It's almost the end of July. So for Christmas in July, I think everyone needs to go out and find a keg and gift it to another ship before the end of July. Good luck. Happy sailing. <laughs> I love the idea. Um, all right. That is going to do it. Looks like Ors is halfway there. Carl's on his way. Uh, Hefe is running. And uh, I think that's going to do it for this episode. So everyone, thanks for dropping in. Uh, and if you I dropped in earlier, and then bowed out, I appreciate in you and so wanted much. to give us uh, uh, some of the questions so that they we'll had for the episode as well as the answers for them. So I wanted to make sure that they were included because they had to work today. And, you know, honestly, if folks had to work, I understand. I have uh, one time that I usually record this throughout the month. It's tough to be able to justify, like, having time off just for this podcast. So totally understand. I appreciate the time and effort put in. So let's get into some of the, the questions for the Gold Hoarder episode. Uh, how did you like the new Monkey uh, Island Tall Tale? And Dasm's answer was, personally, 
I never played through any of the Monkey Island games, so this was a breath of fresh air to solve some silly puzzles and engage with some pretty colorful characters on Melee Island. Gonna say I probably vibe heavily with the cook, and getting to cook in-game to solve a puzzle was easily a moment that I had me grinning like a fool. I'm with you on that one, too. I actually really like that one. Uh, what was one part of, or one of your favorite parts of the journey to Melee Island Tall Tale? Uh, Dasm's answer says, I found the overall atmosphere more enjoyable than most tall tales scum bar felt alive the npcs were vibrant and memorable from the chef to the pirate leaders to the show stealer murray this tall tale brought a lot of life to the npcs with uh wish they could come or do the same in the overworld but limitations uh, for server stability i suppose are needed the other question that they uh, proposed was, uh, do you have a least favorite part of the new Tall Tale? And the answer is probably the single pieces of eight. I've done this Tall Tale a few times, and every time I feel like it should have all been pouches. Sure, hide them uh, everywhere and uh, make some of the pouches of three or sometimes uh, or something. But having to go looking for every little sparkle was a grind, uh, but still way better than journals and repeating the tall tale five times for sure. Uh, the next question was, how do you feel about the delay of season 10, which I think was uh, a majority of the beginning of our episode. Uh, and Dasm says, while I'm sure we all feel disappointed, I hope for that this delay helps ensure that the game is increased uh, server stability for the hopeless dreamer in me, uh, more solid anti-cheat measures. Uh, I could go on and on about what I want them to do, and but I can admit I don't even know where to begin on doing any of those things if I were in their shoes. So I always advocate for the devs to take the time necessary to deliver the most stable and best performing product possible. Uh, one of the other questions was, oh, oh, sorry, he goes on to say, uh, does DASM want season 10 to come out sooner? Of course I do. Does DASM want season 10 to be full of bugs, problems, and exploits that could have been avoided with a more realistic release date? Absolutely not. People can have differing opinions, but when people target and harass the devs for delays, it's a pretty bad look for them. That's all he has for now. Uh, hopefully they can uh, join in on the next Gold Hoarder mission or episode um, that we have. That's actually, believe it or not, that's actually going to be, uh, I just talked about this too. So it's going, the recording is going to happen on the 26th of August. That's 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I believe that's also 9 p.m. British Summertime. Um, and I don't know what it is in Australia because it's like a 14-hour difference, but ahead 14 hours. And I can't do that math in my head, but I definitely appreciate it. It's, it's, it's usually like 6 a.m. Uh, the, the following on like Sunday or no, I'm sorry, 4 a.m.? I think it's usually like 4 a.m. on Sunday morning for, for Australia. Um, but that is going to do it. Thank you, Dasm, for writing in uh, not only the questions, but the answers. I really appreciated your time and effort put into this. Uh, again, if folks have this uh, as part of the Gold Hoarders and they want to join in, but they know they're not going to be able to join the actual live recording, and they do have thoughts, I want to make sure that that gets voiced out because uh, I think it's important to hear from the community, um, especially the ones that are, are supporting this content, to make sure that um, we are, are kind of voicing our opinions. And I 
I think this episode was really good to be able to hear a lot of varying opinions and a lot of options as well. Um, I did ask them to be uh, as positive as possible about stuff and not be too negative, just because I think a lot of us already have a lot of negativity in life and trying to keep that out of the show where this is intended to just have a place to talk about Sea of Thieves and, and be critical, uh, but also be respectful. And uh, as I like to do with, with pretty much everything in my life, if I have a problem with something, I try to find the solution or offer my thoughts on what a solution could be before bringing something down. So if you, it's, it's okay to bring things down in my mind, as long as I'm saying like, I don't like this, but I would have liked it had this been the case. Uh, instead of just saying this is a terrible thing, they're they're going the wrong way with Sea of Thieves. Uh, I think I joked about on on Twitter. I was like, every time I wish I had a dollar for every time I heard someone saying that Sea of Thieves was a dead game or it's, this is this is the downfall of Sea of Thieves. Like I'm I'm sure this is just a, a a sad note to have to to leave on on Monkey Island because I think that the first Tall Tale was so well done. I think everyone agrees that the pieces of eight were probably the thing that slowed down most of our progress. Um, I like the idea of them being pouches. I like the, the idea of them being um, a little more uh, presented. I, 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 I do think there were plenty of times I've run by barrels because I just actually got done uh, doing um, the first third of the, the Tall Tale again with Zam Wow uh, the, today. And um, we got to the point where we knew what we had to do. We just had to go run around and actually pick up the pieces of eight to be able to get the chef's outfit. And there were definitely times where uh, I was running around trying to look and find them. I didn't see them. Um, sometimes, most of the time, I, I, I got them. But there were points where I definitely saw Zam had like run past one. And if, if he's running by them and not naturally finding them, I think that could be tweaked so that they're a little more noticeable if you decide to stick with the individual pieces of eight. That way folks are drawn to it and and have that in the back of their mind like, oh, I need to be looking out for these things. These are things that are, are obviously important at some point, even if I don't necessarily understand why they're important uh, until a certain point. Like he had already found the hammer uh, when we went to the jail cell, but without context it wasn't important but at least he had found it because it was an object that was like right there and, and fairly presented um so and i know that that's actually not the case for everyone so as we heard uh in this episode i believe so definitely appreciate everyone's thoughts and, and feelings on this um it's great to know that everyone's looking forward to when season 10 actually shows up uh i definitely there, there's definitely a discussion to be had um with how how to you know kind of let the devs know like we need to have better uh, a, a better relationship with the the expectations that are set when it comes to content while also understanding that you can't really you can't really plan for things and and know that they're going to work out in game development um plenty of times there are obstacles that come in that you just cannot plan for and that unfortunately causes delays so sometimes you have to figure out what the bucket of features are that you want and save other stuff for later and then hopefully the ones that you've chosen on are manageable for the timeline that you set yourself that's always a, a very touchy thing i don't envy them at all because i know it's a very difficult 
difficult uh, thing to do. So hopefully this is um, the last season that we'll have delayed. Typically, I think if this is if this becomes more reoccurring, um, they may want to think about like how to address this for future things. I definitely think that some of the stuff that we talked about this episode, great, great ideas on what can be changed with the current system for the plunder pass and stuff that will ensure that we're going to be able to have um, uh, better plans in the future if this happens again because inevitably with game development regardless of the studio it probably will and we should be prepared for it and understand that it's it's just a, a, a natural part of games as a service so i think that's gonna do it for this episode um yeah let's let's get out of here Alright, Pirates, that's going to do it for this episode of the Keel Hauled Podcast. This was episode 286, the Gold Hoarder episode for July. I definitely appreciate everyone who's listening. I appreciate everyone who's uh, coming into the Discord, who's um, retweeting or liking this over on on X, X whatever it is now. Uh, and thank you to everyone who has uh, been active in the Discord or in the community. Um, definitely want to let you guys know about the Sherpa program. Um, if you are fresh to Sea of Thieves or you're looking to get into Sea of Thieves to maybe get outside of just Monkey Island and try out the rest of the game, uh, we do have a Sherpa program. The program is there to help get people uh, more familiar with the different ins and outs of the game to help kind of educate you with many of the different types of voyages as well as combat, things to help kind of keep you surviving in Sea of Thieves and a lot of helpful tips that you don't generally get when you're just sailing around on your own stuff that is is not quite intuitive so the sherpa program is there they have their own channel you can schedule time with them uh there's plenty on both the um united states uh area versus or like north america versus like europe so we can definitely try and accommodate anyone depending on what time frame you have to play even if it is only an hour or so they're definitely there to try and help out at the very least, just to explain some things if you have questions as well, too. A lot of folks in there, a lot of folks that have been playing a very long time. So definitely have a lot of folks that know what's going on in the game on a regular basis. So other than that, if you guys want to uh, get a hold of me, there's plenty of ways to do that. You can head over to X or what was formerly known as Twitter at C-A-P-T underscore L-O-G-U-N. Um, I am on threads. It's a little more personal than I, than like professional. Like I generally keep all my keel hauled and see these news kind of over on Twitter for now or, or X. And, uh, I think outside of that, it's just the discord. So we'll kind of leave it at that. If you guys have any emails, you can always send those into C-A-P-T L-O-G-U-N at gmail.com. Uh, feel free to head over to um, the review sections as well. You can always review the podcast. definitely helps. Um, other than that, there's always the Patreon program. If you enjoyed this content and want to help support it, I am saving up to get a new PC. Um, I've got about 2K in the bank, and I'm looking to get up to around 4 or 5 because the 2017 computer that I'm currently using was a pre-built Alienware Aurora R9 that has an i7 I, I have it here i'm gonna i'm gonna pull it up here because i i know i can remember it has a oh maybe it's an i9 let me see what is it i think it's an i7 yeah yeah so it's an i7 it's the 6700 series which they're like on the 12th 
1200,000 series or 1200 or no, yeah, 12,000 or 13,000 series now. Uh, I've got like 16 gigs of RAM. It's, I've got a NVIDIA GeForce 1080 with I think like eight gigabytes of RAM on there. Um, so I, it's, it's old. It's, it's super old. I, I'm looking for advice as well, too, if anyone has any idea. Um, I've been looking at just getting a, uh, like an Asus motherboard. I've also been looking at going with uh, a Ryzen 9 chip. I think I want to go with like a, 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 um, what do they call them? I just blanked on the name of the company who does the, the other GP, the other CPUs. Who's the other eight? Oh, I hate my, I hate my brain sometimes. Not Intel, but the other guys. Um, looking to go that route for the CPU. Obviously, going with uh, uh, NVIDIA this time for the the um, probably a forty ninety if I can afford it. It all it all comes down to how much I can save. Honestly, it's it's going to be a while before I can get it, but I'm already you know close to halfway there. But I want to build a beast machine. I want to get back to streaming on a regular basis because right now streaming on this PC it doesn't really cut it. And uh, so a lot of the a lot of the patron funds are being put in to help get me a better PC so I can render out videos faster because it usually takes an hour or two to render out a video that is literally just me putting B-roll and the audio together. No transitions, no special effects, nothing major like that. It's, it's the bare bones that I can do and uh, it takes a while. So that, um, yeah, just a better system. I'm sure you guys all, you know, if you've ever built a computer, you understand the love that goes into it. If you've ever um, wanted to get a new computer, you definitely know the pain of having to wait and then do all the research. So I'm in that phase right now. Uh, so if you have any advice, if you have any uh, uh, thoughts or anything like that, I've heard kind of the the... The, the pretty normal stuff as far as like, you know, oh, go with this, go with that and stuff like that. It's always the, the details about like, you know, what socket should I be careful of getting or, uh, you know, are there new are there new CPU sockets on the way that are going to completely um, make my current motherboard like worthless because I'm maxed out right now. But long story short, I hope you guys are having a good time. I'm looking to get a new PC. It's on the docket and uh, 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 the patrons are helping me get there. So thank you to everyone. Thank you so much for all the help. Um, other than that, Pirates, I think that's going to do it. So thank you. I love you and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves.